0: because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took mary home as his wife but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name jesus and the second reading is taken from 1 corinthians chapter 15 verses 45 to 49 So it is written, the first man Adam became a living being, the last Adam a life giving spirit. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, and the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man so are those who are of the earth. And as is the man from heaven, so also are those who are of heaven. And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. And the last reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 9 verses 11 to 15, and then verses 22 to 28. The blood of Christ. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that are already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made, that is to say, not a part of this creation. He did not enter by the blood of, any go- of the goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctifying them, sanctify them, So that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? For this reason, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, now that he has died as a ransom to set them free from the sins committed under the first covenant. And now reading verses 22 to 28. In fact, the law requires... That nearly everything be cleansed with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. It was necessary then for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a man made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again, the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year with blood that is not his own then Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. But now he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Amen. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you very much, Jane. Let's pray. Loving God, we thank you this morning for your word that has come to us again, fresh from your heart. Each time we read these words, your Holy Spirit brings them back to life. And so, Lord, we pray that you will grant us that revelation that is in your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good. Why Jesus? Why Jesus? Why did Jesus come as a man? Why Jesus? Why did he become a human being? Now, this is drawn from that movie that we talked about the other time, um, Why the Nativity? And it's been advertised, and if you are able to attend any of the um, screenings, across the country, anywhere. I think there are many um, cinemas where it is uh, coming to. I don't know if there's anyone near us here. I've not heard anyone yet. But if I find, I'll let us know. So it's important for us to um, take advantage of it. We were going to screen it here, but we've not got any further updates, so it might not be this Christmas then. (laughs) Because it's already too late. You know, so why did Jesus become a man? Because that's the mystery, how we talk about God becoming a man. How is that possible? You know, imagine it, even the story of his birth. For those who have been following the Bible studies, the Advent study, you'll recall that this week's reading is what we've just read this morning, Matthew chapter 1. And tells us the visitation of the angel to Joseph. Because Joseph, like any other human being, was confused. What's going on here? You know, I'm set to have this fantastic wedding. And friends and families already know about it. And then suddenly, you get to discover that your one and only is expecting the baby. How did that happen? You know, that that would be really very troubling to any normal person. And so Joseph was, and he was asking these questions. And he determined within himself, okay, so the Bible says he was a righteous man, very good man. He was thinking, if I take Mary out there to the elders' council, if they follow the law, it's not going to all go well for Mary because the laws were very strict at that time so he was thinking "All right, let me take the other option let me lick my wounds and then just quietly ease Mary off my life and then close this chapter who knows maybe he would have just escaped and gone to some other city to just start all over again Maybe he was just going to do something else. But in the midst of that, then, God decides to interrupt his sleep. I don't know whether you've had any dream at all. Sometimes when somebody begins to tap you, what are you saying? What's going on? You don't know when you begin to voice out what you're experiencing in your dream. It's so real as if, you know, it's happening real time. And so Joseph knew this was an angel from the Lord. So there was no doubt about it because this angel began to tell him specifically about Mary. It wasn't just like, oh, he saw an angel floating about the place, you know, <laughs> and that's it. No, this was a direct messenger to him to say to him, Joseph, hey, I know what you're passing through. Joseph, I know what you want to do, but don't do it. There's another option. You know, because sometimes when we are in a difficult position or situation, we think it's only this way or not. But God might have a different option altogether. And God said to him, hey, wait a minute. There's another option. And what's that option? You are going to have Mary. Because Mary is special. God shows her to bring into the world someone who is going to transform life forever. Someone who is going to bring salvation to all humanity. And so, Joseph was like, okay, now this is another one altogether. Okay, how do I go with this? And so he trusted the Lord to guide him through that journey. And so, Joseph was now on this journey to discover what God was saying, what God was going to do. If you read a bit more about Mary, the Bible says, when Mary saw the things happening, she always will keep it in her heart. And so, Joseph had to say, all right, God, if you say so, I'll go, and he took. Mary with her and the rest is history about mary's pregnancy about them you know having because of a census go back to where they originally came from to be counted and that's bethlehem and that is where jesus was born but the question then still remains why jesus why did he become a man because you know, God could have just from heaven say, okay, all your sins are forgiven. Couldn't he? He could do that. Why did Jesus have to leave the glories of heaven to come and be with us and share with us our common humanity? You know, if you read the scripture very well, you will see a few key reasons here. Number one, Jesus became a man to satisfy the prophecies of the Old Testament. If you read through the prophecies of the Old Testament that were centuries before Jesus was born, you will see there, like we read in Isaiah, you will see there a lot of things talked about the birth, the virgin birth of this young boy who was going to be the savior of the world. Now, Luke, will say to us all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. That's Jesus talking. Everything said about him in the Old Testament had to be fulfilled in his coming. So do you realize that it will be almost possible? It will be possible. Let me say it will be possible to go through the Old Testament and write The story of Jesus' life and the salvation he brought. Because there were prophetic words that were given over time by different prophets. Not just one. But Isaiah is one who really zeroed in a lot into this. So the Old Testament prophets spoke frequently about a coming champion. Someone who was going to do something different. Bring salvation, but of course, the people of Jesus' time were expecting that Jesus was going to come like this great, you know, fighter who would come and fight the Romans and defeat them and give them this, you know, um, liberation from the Roman Empire. But Jesus had a mission, a different, different because it had to transcend the physical into the spiritual. And that's why Jesus will say to someone, except a man be born again, he or she, a person be born again, he or she cannot enter the kingdom of God. So that new birth is spiritual. And when Jesus said, remember, the person he said it to, Nicodemus said, hey, Jesus, what are you talking about? Look at me. I'm He probably was about 60, 70 years old. Do you mean I'll go back into my mother's womb and be born a second time? And Jesus said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is something else, something spiritual. You need to understand it, that it is really about you being transformed spiritually. Secondly, why did Jesus come? It's important that we realize that Jesus became a man to show us the Father. When Jesus was talking with his disciples, at some point, they said to him, it's getting really strange. You're talking about going to the Father, and we don't know the Father. Could you show us the Father? And Jesus said, hey, I'm here with you. If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. In fact, I am the way to the Father. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this is Jesus bringing us to the point of discovering God himself. Remember in John chapter 1, he will say to us in verse 1, In the beginning was what? The Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. So it's important that we realize what Jesus is saying here, his coming is because he has come to reveal the Father to us. And so number three, why Jesus became a man is to save us from our sins. And as I said, it's possible for God to just make that declaration from heaven and that's the end of it. Sins are forgiven. Everything wiped away. But Remember the scripture we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It talked about the first Adam and the second Adam. The first Adam that we have his flesh and blood today, that we descended from, all of us, that first Adam was human. God created. Everything about the first Adam, no sooner... That Adam was roaming free in the world. then something else happened. And Adam and Eve, they offended God. But God was still there trying to reach out and help them. And lead them, take them through it. But the devil came in there to destroy what God had done. But God had a different plan altogether. And in God's plan, another human being was going to be the one to lead humanity out of the slavery of sin. Remember the song. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. So the slavery to, not just fear, because fear came after sin. The first mention of fear was when Adam... The Lord came to meet them in the garden. Where are you? I'm afraid. Why are you afraid? Because I'm naked. So fear came as a result of sin. And fear is a bondage. But God has come to set us free from the bondage of sin and fear. And so Jesus came. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 15 tells us, This is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul was writing it's important. He was identifying the fact that he too was a sinner even though he went about preaching. But God forgave him. God washed him clean. Jesus came to save us, but he had to bear our humanity. And so God came into the world and became human, that we, he will identify with all our problems, all our burdens. And in fact, the Bible says he went through this world without sin. Another scripture, you know, which is not part of this, but 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 tells us, Christ also suffered for sins once and for all which is mirroring Hebrews chapter 9 that we read the Bible says without the shedding of blood there is no remission for sin in the Old Testament what they used to do was to you know slaughter animals and present it to God and say God please forgive our sins that was okay but no God said no For how long will you continue to do that? And so God now said that it's going to be one and only one last sacrifice. And so God himself came into the world. That's the beauty of the coming of Christ. That God himself came into the world, identifying with us, and gave himself on our behalf. In our place, the Lord Jesus Christ died. And so it's something that we must know that God did this for our own sake. Number four, Jesus became a man to sympathize with our weaknesses. Remember all those broken, you know, candles. All our weaknesses. Jesus passed through all kinds of challenges. But he did that so that he can take away everything and on the cross he said it is finished and that is what it really was that he took our place he experienced what we are experiencing i know sometimes when people are going through challenges they say oh you don't understand no god came to understand philippians will tell us in chapter two that jesus that even though he was god did not count equality with god he decided to empty himself of everything and became just as one of us. And Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16 we say, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. That is Jesus. But was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Identifying with us is something you know that is quite special. If you have a friend who when you are going through difficulty instead of identifying with you even if they can't do anything pray for you, they go about gossiping about what you're experiencing, I'm not sure that's a good friend. A good friend would be one who will bear with you your weaknesses, the challenges you're experiencing. And if they can not help you, they can point you to where you can find help. So comes this story of a man who lived with his parents. And there was an accident and a fire. And unfortunately, he could not save his parents. By the time, you know, he could realize what was happening, they had already been so badly affected that they died. But he had some serious burns. Serious burns. He was living with the regret of not being able to save his parents. He was living with these burns. And then he went and kept himself away somewhere. Now, his young wife came to see him, but he wouldn't want to see the wife. Everything she did to see him, he refused. And then the wife went to a um, plastic surgeon and said, could you help me? My husband had an accident. is badly burned. Could you help me do a reconstruction for him? And so the man agreed. She went back to the husband and said, please, please, just just take this offer. Let them help you. Get you out of this situation. He won't take any of that. So the woman went back to the plastic surgeon and said, you know what? The only way My husband will accept for me to see him. Is for you to disfigure my own face as well. So he will see that I am with him in this situation. The man said, what? No, it couldn't happen. I can't do that. So he decided to go and see the man. Knocked at the door. Knock, knock, knock. No response. Knock, knock. No response. Hey, I know you are in there. Listen, your wife is troubled. And your wife has come to me. I'm the best plastic surgeon in this country. Your wife has come to me, and I'm ready to help you. Please come out. Let's help you. No sound, no response. He did everything. The man won't say anything, but he won't leave. He kept knocking. said, all right. Let me tell you one thing. Your wife has come to me to say, if you're not going to take this offer, I should disfigure her so that you will know that she is in, with you in this travel yet still no answer but after a few minutes heard a sound inside the house and he came out he didn't want to be, the wife to be disfigured because of his own obstinacy but the key in this story is about the wife going all the way, wanting to help, but not only offer help, but saying, I want to really be like him. But Jesus did not only want to, but Jesus actually came as a human being to be with us, to share with us. And one last thing, reason why Jesus Became a man was to secure our hope for heaven oh yes Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 says Christ in you the hope of glory if Christ is in you come on let's be very very encouraged let's know it that we have the hope of glory it doesn't all end here he says I'm going to prepare a place for you where I am there you will be And that's why he said to to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Anyone who comes to me. Wow. Anyone who comes to him will not perish. And that's the story for this morning. That Jesus came to secure our hope. And that's why Advent is reminding us he's coming back. Ephesians 3.12 says, enter God's presence with boldness and confidence. The same thing it says in Romans 5.2, that through him we have gained access into God. So it's not only for the future, but for now. One last story for us to finish. A woman left the city of London with all the pollution and everything and went into the countryside, and it was just about this time of the year, the winter, and there was snow everywhere, and they were holed up in that, you know, cottage, and she once said, okay, to the son, can we just take a drive around the countryside, and the son was like, yay, because she saw the son always at the window, peering out, and she felt this boy just wanted to leave the house and go somewhere. And so they said, hey, let's go, mom. And entered the car. They drove out into the countryside. But as they were driving further off, the snow was getting, you know, more and more, you know, the ground was getting icier. And at some point, they decided to turn back. And as they were coming back, down the slope, the car lost its grip. And began to drift. And she did everything she could, but it ended in a ditch. And here, alone with the son, and the boy came out to help to push. But that was just, you know, useless. Because they couldn't get out of it. Because the more, I don't know if you've been in that situation before, the more you're trying to get out, the tire is really running deep into the mud. And that was what happened until okay, they gave up. Because they found down the lane, this single home down there, they started walking towards there to look for help. And they knocked at the door, there was this woman. And the woman saw them and said, please, can we come in? Say, said, yes, of course, come in, come in. And they came in. Oh, can I offer you a cup of tea, coffee, biscuit, whatever? You know, it was Christmas, of course, Christmas, everything. I said no, that's we're fine, we're fine. He said, oh, I whatever you need. He said, well, our car just got ditched there. Could you just give us your phone to call out? He said, yes, of course. And she used the phone, called, and of course help came. And that woman has not stopped telling that story of this stranger. I don't know whether you've heard that story before, but that stranger was actually Queen Elizabeth II with Charles. And this woman was like, wow, the queen actually came into my house. And she did everything just to make the queen happy. Could you be that one who will say, wow, Jesus came into my heart today. Wow. And you go telling the story, not holding it back to yourself. Let us pray. Why did he come? He came because of you, because of me. He came for all those reasons being listed. But the question is, will you receive him? Or will you do like the innkeeper and all the people in the town? Oh, we are full. We have no place for you. Just a few days ago, it was in the news, the University of Brighton, there was that News that they have canceled Christmas. No more mention of Christmas in the university. Even though they've come out to refute it. But that's what's happening. Father, Lord, we thank you this morning. We pray that, Lord, we will respond to the calling. We respond, Lord Almighty, to you reaching out to us today. Have your way, Heavenly Father. We open our hearts afresh to you. This Christmas, is there anyone here who will say, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me my sins. Lord, we pray that you will receive such a person. You said there will be joy in heaven. So, Lord, we pray today we will be transformed by the work of the Spirit in our hearts. This is our prayer, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.